It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Emily Campagno, and this is the Fox True Crime Podcast. In March of 2015, 17-year-old Rudy Farias allegedly vanished while walking his dogs in Houston, Texas. The dogs were later found, but Rudy remained missing, according to his mother, Janie Santana, who reported his disappearance to the police. Eight years later, on June 29, 2023, Rudy was found, bloodied, bruised, and sleeping just outside the Immaculate Conception of Mary Church in Houston. The discovery of Rudy seemed like a miracle, and while many in the community celebrated his safe return, a series of shocking revelations in the case began to arise. Details provided by the Houston Police Department reveal they believe Rudy disappeared for no more than one day, and the eight years he was deemed missing to the public were actually spent in his own home. Houston authorities claim that Janie Santana repeatedly lied to police throughout the investigation by providing false and misleading reports. In an interview with Fox 26 Houston, Rudy discussed the time he spent at home with his mother, detailing years of manipulation and brainwashing. Somebody would come over, my mom would just tell me, stay in the room, you know, keep the door locked, don't let them in, don't make any sounds. Matthew Seedorf is the Fox 26 reporter who sat down with Rudy for this explosive interview. Today, he joins me to break down the details of this shocking case. Thank you so much for joining me today. What an amazing interview. When you sat down with Rudy, you learned so much. So much of this story is incredible to believe, let alone uh, to have happened to this then young boy. Can you share what you learned? Yeah, honestly, it is just shocking. And every time I feel like I mentally have something figured out with this, it, it takes some unpredicted turn. But I left with more questions. So obviously it was Rudy and he's been through a lot. So I think that's the the thing that I would say is that he has some sort of trauma that occurred and, and is recovering. Now what that is and, and what he's he's saying, I don't know. It's uh it's still tough to kind of figure out and read between the lines. Can you share specifically what Rudy said to you and shared with you, the details that he shared? Well, so he agreed to speak with us on camera if we blurred his face because of safety and privacy concerns. And beyond that, we also agreed to not touch on specifics regarding the sexual abuse allegations. But he talked about uh, what it was like living in secret, basically, for eight years because he was a missing person for eight years as far as the world knew. So he says that Anytime someone would come to the house, he would have to to hide. Uh, he hid in the in the bedroom. I guess his mother would uh, tell guests that she wanted that bedroom the way it looked when Rudy left. So, as far as anyone knew, they weren't allowed in there, and and that's where he was on the other side of the wall with when his family was there, and he was instructed to keep quiet, not make a sound. Uh, other times, he hid in the backyard, and and basically he was just living this secret life while the world thought he was a missing person. 
Did he share what life was like with his mother when there wasn't someone over, when he wasn't having to hide? Did he share details with you about what that home life was like for him? So his brother died um, about three years before he went missing. So he describes this, he actually mentioned it by name, Stockholm Syndrome, where you fall in love with your captor. Um, He says that he was mentally held captive in the house. And he says that he wasn't chained up or locked up inside the house, but basically he was convinced and she had convinced him that if he were to leave, he could be arrested for not having a driver's license or speeding. Or I think that he believed what he did was uh, as a missing person, he returned home the next day that he could get arrested for that. So he was worried to leave and, and he claims that she convinced Uh, him that he couldn't leave. So he basically says that he felt like he had to do and and say things to his mother uh, to keep her and please her. Um, But definitely I'm I'm left with a lot of questions about, about this at the end of the day. Right. As is the community. Can you share, walk us back a bit and share what the Houston Police Department has presented in terms of the actual X's and O's of this missing persons case that lasted eight years? Yeah. So the Houston Police Department has said and they've confirmed that Rudy was not a missing person. He went home the next day, eight years ago, and was living at home uh, with his mother. Now, beyond that, Everything else is a mystery. It's still under investigation. Rudy actually told me he met with police, but they're trying to decipher if sexual abuse occurred between Rudy and his mother. Um, I'm sure you've seen, but Rudy and police met with an activist uh, about a week ago and, and talked about allegations of sexual abuse. And this activist went to the media and and said what he's what he believes Rudy told them from that conversation was sexual abuse. But the Houston Police Department says that no sexual abuse was reported by Rudy. So the we're kind of stuck in the middle of, you know, we have the police department saying one thing and this activist saying another. And our conversation with Rudy really didn't help answer what happened with possible sexual abuse allegations. We're going to take a quick break. More from our guest after this. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. It seems to me, just in a vacuum, I'm not conjecturing about this specific case, but the level of trauma, A, cannot be overstated, and B, cannot be accurately identified at this point, especially by laypeople, meaning... He will, I assume, have to undergo extensive, I would think, treatment and analysis by experts who can then determine and diagnose exactly what did happen. But in this early phase, early stage and early interviews, um, it's probably difficult to ascertain what exactly happened, given the amount of his trauma that is sort of obfuscating what he's able to share. I agree. And I felt like speaking with him, there were moments where it's hard to, to know uh, what what he's saying, if it's true or not. And also you can tell that he has been through something. Uh, it's just a matter of what is that uh, is the question and, and getting that out. Um, but obviously we're, we're speaking with him only a week after he was, you know, mentally held captive is what he would say. So 
maybe he just needs more time, but he also did meet with police yesterday and uh, we, we don't know how that conversation went. Right. You mentioned, you know, we still have so many questions. We've, we've discussed a couple of them a moment ago. What additional questions are you left with at this moment that hopefully the public, the community, and this young man can find answers to moving forward? Well, my biggest question is, is what was the motive? Like, we know that he was not missing for eight years, but, but why? His mother had a GoFundMe page, and I think it accumulated about $2,000 over eight years, which in the grand scheme of things is not a lot. So what else was going on? And if there was sexual abuse allegations, I think we deserve to know that. You know, I, I think it's the best for, for Rudy uh, if, if that comes to light and justice is, is served. But again, we don't know that right now. And there's just every turn of this case has, has been unexpected. And, and we really don't know uh, a lot of the main questions that people are wondering. Can you share about how this impacted the Houston community then and now, notwithstanding your point about how it really hasn't raised that much? Did it fly under the radar now that the situation has revealed itself? Does it seem insular and odd? Do people have a revulsion or a reversion to this that they're unwilling to to dive into with their empathy? Like, what do you think is um, what do you think the community feels right now? I think there is this sense of disbelief. Um, and I think people really don't know what to believe. Um, even the interview yesterday, because his face was blurred out with Rudy, people aren't sure and, and not even trusting that it was him. Now, obviously, I was there. I can tell you it was Rudy. But I think that people have been so pulled in directions with this case between the activists and the Houston Police Department and now with Rudy that no one knows what to think. Uh, in terms of eight years ago when Rudy went missing, I was not a reporter in Houston yet, so I can't really say how the community was impacted by that. But I know and we've we've heard from people that went out looking for Rudy and I've seen posts about that on social media. And I, I just think a lot of people feel duped, and, including family members that went to the house and Rudy's grandma was was living there and would tell the aunts and the uncles that Rudy is here. And those family members, I mean, I guess this mother, Rudy's mother, told them that, oh, grandma has dementia. She's crazy. She's losing it. Don't listen to grandma. But these family members always had some sort of doubt. Uh, but they went eight years without seeing their loved one and thinking he was missing. So they were shocked. Um, it, this It's just really unbelievable what, what all has happened. Right. It almost calls to mind an element of the miracle in Cleveland story where it is horrifying to learn that something was occurring under your nose as a neighbor, as a relative in someone's private home that they were able to hide. I mean, we've, we've had more than a handful of stories like this through the years where you learn they've, they've been able to keep someone captive. Um, it's shocking. It's shocking to find out that someone that was seemingly normal carrying on on the outside that and to be a neighbor, to be a relative and to feel like, how did I not know? What did I miss? Were there any signs? You know, that's a hard part. Um, do you know exactly. where Rudy is staying right now? I mean, obviously not specifically, but is he safe with relatives? Is he in custody of the state? Where's Rudy right now? So he has been separated from his mother. So he's staying. Uh, we're describing her as a family friend. Uh, but I do know that the mother has tried contacting him and, and going over to the house. But so far, this family friend is is cooperating with Rudy and, and trying to keep them separated. And, and Rudy says that 
he doesn't want to see her again. Like the idea of going back to that house makes him sick. And he started crying when I uh, mentioned that possibility yesterday as of what would happen. So it, it's clear that he is recovering from something. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Matthew, for joining us today, for your reporting on this. And we will be sure to stay in touch with you as developments occur, especially and in including if the mother faces some type of criminal justice accountability here. Of course. Uh, thank you so much for having me. And hopefully we, we learned to some hear of more these, stories like this. Uh, you can to listen to our past episodes on the Fox wondering. True Crime Podcast. Go to foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts to listen and subscribe. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.